How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rob's Rhythms. I'm your host, Rob Fishbeck, and with me, as always, my co-pilot, Mr. Captain Crumps himself, Max Williams. How you doing, buddy? Oh, fantastic. How are you, buddy? Good. I'm pouring myself a shot after this week. You're doing a shot? Doing a shot. Whoa. Hold on. To, uh... This bottle's gonna be empty soon. Well, to what do we owe that pleasure? Uh... The last week has been exhausting. This isn't a political show. No, this isn't a political show. This is a music show. show. This is a music show. But the last week has been exhausting. A little bit. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do a shot. Hey, and I wish you all the best of luck with that shot. Cheers, Mike. Mm-hmm. For those of you who missed it, I was also drinking a shot of water while Rob did his shot of Mezcal. How is I got this mezcal? bottle like three weeks ago. How is the mezcal? It's phenomenal. It's the greatest phenomenal. drink I've ever had. What in my does life. it taste like? You want to try some? No, I just want to know what it tastes like. Uh, like a smokier version of tequila. Oh, okay. Well, so like a like a a whiskey a whiskey processed kind of. Uh, because like, you know how there's a smoky, earthy flavor usually. I'm gonna whiskey. be I'm gonna be totally honest with you. You're gonna be totally when are you not? <laughs> I am not educated enough to speak upon how alcohol is made. Okay, fair enough. So anything that I would say is probably either wrong or just pure speculation. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is this. My entire <laughs> That's the exact phrase of uh what was that? I'm not racist, but <laughs> I'm going to let you know all the racist <laughs> things I have in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always that preemptive mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. clarification. My entire life, I've, I've never liked to do shots of yeah. anything. Uh-huh. Um, the only things that I like would do shots of would be like Jaeger or like Southern Comfort. I love Jaeger. It's about it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. I like Jack Daniels and ginger ale or Diet Coke or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Southern Comfort and pineapple juice, hmm. and then fruity drinks. Like the fruitier, the better. I'm I'm all game. Oh yeah, margaritas, drinks. whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't like Bloody Marys. I really don't like most things with vodka in it in general or gin. Fair enough. Um, gin's a yeah, gin's a tough taste to get. Used and to. I don't. I once again, I don't like tequila straight. I like it um, mixed with stuff. Yeah. Sorry to burp. Yeah, excuse me. Right. Um, yeah, burp. Great fucking burping content. boys over here. Rouse rhythms. Great fucking content. Yeah. I don't, pref- like I said, I don't like shots of any, other than like I could do Jaeger or I, like SoCo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if people are, but like what's that cinnamon? Rum shot. Fireball. No. Oh. Oh. I love rum shot, dude. I'll drink that straight out of a glass. I guess it's not as much. But that's cinnamon. a liqueur. Yeah, that's not that's a liquor. liqueur. Right, right, right. Uh, it's like, yeah, that's yeah. like drinking Bailey's. There's, you know uh, what I'm there's, there's Fireball, and then there's also yeah, Fireball. Uh, but there's of. also that like the Fire Jack or yeah, Jack well, Fire. That's, that's there. It's a ripoff. I don't. Ca- I never count the ripoffs. Well, the funny like is, Jim Beam, honey. It's I, like all right, motherfucker. Which is a funny, uh, a funny point to make because Jack Daniels was way before Fireball. Was Are you serious? Thing. Jack Daniels has been around before. No, 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 no. Their version of that. No, no, but that's what I mean. Okay, like the yeah, brand yeah. Jack Daniels, but then you just you saying Jack fires a ripoff of Fireball is just like the way you say it, like, I guess technically you're well, right. It's like remember when Crown but Jack Royal Daniels Apple, has been a, yeah. Crown Royal Apple came out. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like Yeah. Seriously? Or then like Well, okay, have you so, had that or Jim Beam Apple? No. It's a Jim Beam Apple. Have you seen too So sure. then like and then we're gonna get back on subject in a second. Yeah, we will. Um and then, like, <clears throat> I remember, so I bought Red's Apple Ale the week it came out. 
This is how I know this. Yeah, and what'd you think? It was my friend's mom's 50th birthday. Mm-hmm. And we were all invited over to the house, like me and my group of friends. Mm-hmm. I'm at the I'm at the Walmart in a town that you wouldn't expect me to be in. Mm-hmm. And I was there getting a picture frame or something that was a size that they didn't have at the one by my house. Uh-huh. Anyways, and I'm like, I should get a six-pack of beer. And they had two boxes with four six packs in each box so there were 24 packs yeah. um, but they were they had the little sixers mm-hmm. and this guy was on uns- like literally unstocking them and i'm like he had had a cup he had already set a couple in the refrigerator and i'm like "Ooh, what's that and he goes it's this new alcohol it's, it's red's apple ale it's apple flavored beer mm-hmm. and i'm like no fucking way apple so i got beer. two six packs of it mm-hmm. And I got to the party, and like, and like, my friend, she went and got a bunch of like cups, and like would take a beer and just like pour, like get like six cups so people could try it mm-hmm. because that's how fucking. Six months later, Sam Adams, Budweiser, you name the company, yeah. they got their version of a hard cider. Yep. <laughs> And now everybody's got their version of a, a hard seltzer. Exactly. Bud Light, Bud Light seltzer, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Corona seltzer, yeah, natural light seltzer. Mm-hmm. So back to the Mascal, because that's where I'm going with this. Back to the Mascal. So uh, <sighs> shout out to the World Girls. If you're not watching their shit, you should go watch this stuff. It's phenomenal. YouTube.com backslash the World Girls. Go watch it. No, seriously, I'm. I, 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 I would never. <laughs> I would never plug anything that I didn't 100 genuinely fucking love. YouTube.com. D- don't laugh. Yeah. What are you laughing? Yeah, at I hear that internet fans. You know, really gonna catch on. You know that. You know what they say about the internet? It's gonna. Yeah. It's a, one of those flash in the pan things. It really is. Yeah, it's gonna. <laughs> it's gonna come and go, man. People yeah, are gonna love sending it's mail. It's literally taking off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People are gonna keep buying stamps. Exactly. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Nobody's gonna want to tweet. Everybody's just going to keep watching ABC and NBC. They're not going to watch stuff on... Anyways, their stuff's phenomenal. So anyway, so they celebrated Mexican Independence Day three weeks ago. It'll be three weeks ago or three weeks ago. And uh, I got this bottle at a Binnie's. I went to five stores to try and find this this alcohol. I went Mm -hmm. to three grocery stores, a Walmart, and a Target. And the Target said they had it in stock. And I got a country song. (laughs) <laughs> keep, it got, the, keep it in the spirit of uh, Rob's rhythms. Yeah, that's a country song, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, and I get the I get the bottle, or I get the Target, and I'm I'm like I'm looking for the bottle, and I'm like, yeah. where is it? So the guy goes, see, look, it says aisle A nine or whatever the fuck it was, mm-hmm. and the guy's like, yeah, sorry, man, like I don't tell you, like we don't have it, and I'm like, whatever. And I saw Benny's and was like, they gotta have it, so I got it. So it's, I look it up. I'm like, what cool drinks can I make with this? And it said it's best to drink at room temperature Mm -hmm. out of a glass, Mm -hmm. no ice, no nothing. Mm -hmm. So I just grabbed my shot glass and it's phenomenal. Awesome. So I've been babying this bottle for like three weeks. I'll probably have it for like another three or four weeks. And my goal is I figure right about the time my birthday hits, I'll get bottle number two. Perfect, man. You're a good alcoholic. Don't spend all your money on the alcohol. It's a fifth. It's not even a handle. That's what, I, that's what I mean. You're a good I mean, alcoholic. like like once or twice a week, I'll have like two or three shots out of it. Mm-hmm. No, that's good, man. That's, that's good. it. That's it. I'll try it one of these days. I don't. You're missing <clears throat> out. 
I used to hate beer. Now I like beer. I used to hate whiskey. Now I like whiskey. So I used I to eat, hate vodka. I, now I like love all, vodka. All the beers I used to like, mm-hmm. I no longer like. All the beers I used to hate, I still hate. All the beers that I never really drank, like I, what do I like? Okay, this is a country song. <laughs> all the beers I used to like, I still like them. All the beers I used to hate, I still hate them. And what was the next line? All the beers that I didn't know before, I never really had. But now I sleep with all of them, cause they're the best I've ever had. There you go, man. Accept your love when you walked away on a Sunday night. Now it's gospel. Now it's gospel. I changed. I changed. Anyways. Oh man. Um. So I never, I never really like got into Corona. The only thing, I, the only time I ever had Corona was loaded Coronas, with shots of Captain in them. That's a loaded Corona. Never heard of that. You've never heard of a loaded Corona? No, but I've heard of. Or tequila. Is it tequila? tequila well, I've heard of Corona's... He's done Captain Morgan. I've heard of the Corona. Corona that's upside down inside a margarita. No. So that as you drink it, the beer empties proportionally with the amount of, you know, margarita that you Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard of no. that. I have not no. heard of... Uh, we do loaded Coronas. I've never heard you of You put a, a shot corona. inside your beer. Is that like a, what are those, like those loaded tater tots? The ones with, like, you know, bacon and cheese on them? Mm. Is it like the, the alcoholic beverage equivalent Don't of that? Don't listen... I'm curious. I'm just saying. I, I made myself four scrambled eggs and five slices of turkey bacon. This Another morning. country song. Anytime you list things with a number, <laughs> that's a country song. Right. <clears throat> and I had not had I had not had bacon. So I switched to turkey bacon like a year two years ago. Yeah. And I've I've never looked back. I microwave Still it. Still gobbling it up. Um I love all you know, I love all bacon. Still but, gobble gobbling it up. Uh so I switched to turkey bacon and it's good. Mm-hmm. It's great. But I hadn't had it in like is it good or great? Which Probably one? two weeks. Great. Okay. Uh, I had it for the first time in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. I miss it. I want it again now. Really? Maybe that's because of, you know. But, uh. <laughs> I so could today's, have to do with it. So, right. yeah. So, where we're going with all of this. The goal for today. The goal for today. <clears throat> what makes a great song? That's a now, loaded question. That is, that is a loaded question. So I have full disclosure. Uh, Max picked today's subject mm-hmm. because, as you can tell, I can just will riff on anything right now. And was like, I love it. Let's roll with it. Because I was going to do records from the 2000s, mm-hmm. um, which is a vast, like, the early 2000s versus the latter 2000s. And then the mid-2000s were all, like, three separate things mm-hmm. that went on in time. Yeah, which given um, the the usual whatever give and take of this show, you would know more about albums from that era. But I I, I know a lot of songs. I don't know a lot of the albums. You would from know that whatever know was lots. played on like alternative radio. Yeah, or I know like, a lot of those songs. Yeah. Where I'd be like, because that was when the emo craze. The Killers, really hit. Sam's Town was a great record. Their first record was a great record. We'll do this episode eventually, but I'm just gonna list this r- real. Oh quick. yeah, we'll preempt it. Like for me, the Gaslight Anthems, 2008's The 59 Sound. Mm-hmm. Was and then I went back and listened to their 07 record debut, Sick or Swim. Uh, Eric Church's first album was great because it was a very interesting perspective on, especially at the time, because women were dominating the charts in the in the country business. Mm-hmm. And he kind of came along and he came at it from a little bit of a different perspective. And said, no women's gonna beat me at some. 
No, no, I no, know, no, no. I'm but I'm I know. Kidding. But usually yeah. the, the the cowboy hat thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's not that. You know, he started the trucker hat thing in in country music. Mm-hmm. When, but it was obviously before it was cool, so it was tasteful. Does he have spurs on his boots? I don't believe so. Uh, no. Are there any country singers left that do spurs on their boots? Uh, probably like. George Strait, Alan Jackson, but I don't know why they would wear those on stage. That okay. would just probably be dangerous. Yeah, although maybe they're using it as like the uh, the, the tambourine uh, 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 addition to their kick drum, you know? Yeah. I'm a multi-instrumentalist now. Yeah, Eminem's first three records. Yeah. Coldplay's A Rush of Blood to the Head. Coldplay's X and Y was fine. Mm-hmm. Wasn't... Blush or A Rush of Blood to the Head. I listened to that album probably 200 times Mm -hmm. and this was when mtv still played music videos and my favorite thing in the world Mm -hmm. was when you would get cold plays the scientist dude still one of my favorite songs of all time against johnny cash's hurt and they would play back to back because they were like neck and neck in the charts you know when they do the top 20 countdown or whatever yeah and it's like and then even like when one of them would move it was like you knew the other one was coming Mm mm-hmm and Stacy's mom was a big single that summer. I remember that. Well, Fountains of Wayne. I wonder if she still has it going on. I don't know, man. Anyways. Oh, I was just going to see it. And then the first three I thought of when you said, oh, early 2000s record was, uh, I had to make sure it was the right year. 2004's Rubber Factory uh, for Black Keys. Oh, yeah. Uh, 2005's Gimme Fiction by Spoon. And 2002's uh, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot by Wilco. 2004's debut record from a great band out of Minnesota known as Trampled by Turtles. Go check out Trampled by Turtles. I cannot talk enough amazing things about them. Also, what year was Drive-By Truckers first album? 2001. There you go. You can, I believe. You can include that, that you know, I know what I'm saying. I didn't thoughts. listen to the truckers like whilst they were making those records. Oh, you're it talking about while it was going on. Kind like of while thing. it was going on. Yeah, it was yeah, 11 yeah. years old. No, but what I'm saying is you didn't pay attention to it then, but the records you're talking about. Oh, well, yeah, but they, I would still records. put them in there. Yeah. For sure. Okay, I'm just making sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, once again, we will do that episode. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. But I'll, I'll come maybe that's what we do next week, and mm-hmm. we do like our top ten records from the two thousands. Well, because our subject today, obviously, is very, very broad, but it can definitely include some of those songs off those albums that you just mentioned. That's true. It'll be a lot easier to recall some things now. But yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. So, what makes a great song? Now, somebody from my perspective, I'm well, going. How much money can it make? But how awesome can the song still be? Like, like artistic integrity mixed in with art mixed in with money like a lot of money is very difficult to achieve it was slightly easier to achieve in a certain time period in the pantheon of 20th century music mm-hmm. in america yeah uh pretty much like 65 through 75 I was just about 60 to say, through yeah. 85 that, that like, like the a little right. on the on the outskirts right yeah um, Probably, yeah, if you, if you narrowed it, like, 65 to 80. Right. Yeah. And then for a bit, due to CD sales, record companies were making insane money. They still kind of And, well, I know, I know but yeah, yeah. I know. not like... No, not like bef- they... Not before streaming? Are you kidding me? Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to, that's why touring is where it's at now. Like, touring was a different animal 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. But, um, so for me, it's like, you know, you think of a song like Get Back by the Beatles. It's a great song mm-hmm. on so many levels. Billy Preston's keyboards on it, 10 out of 10. 
song made a lot of money, it was a number one hit, et cetera, et cetera. I just use that as one of many examples. Mm-hmm. Uh, Springsteen's Thunder Road. That song is magical. It wasn't a number one hit on the radio, though. Uh, but it opened up one of the greatest albums that's ever been made. I could go on and on. So what I'll start you with is I, like, to me, what makes a great song, obviously it can stand on its own, as in it's the voice, it's the instruments, it's the melody, it's the, the, the music, mm-hmm. all mixed together mm-hmm. and put out as a product in one way, shape, or another. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a YouTube video or a multi-million dollar studio, highly produced track with six featurings, nine producers, four songwriting credits, and... 48 tracks. 48 tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can still make great art. Absolutely. Have artistic integrity mm-hmm. and make a lot of money off of it. Yes. So, i.e. like Eminem's first three albums. <laughs> right? We're still talking about them. There's... And they're still making money. Because they're phenomenal. I know, but that's what I mean. They're, and they're still making money to this You day. know, I mean, his records after that were great too, but like that time period was crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyways... What do you think makes a great song? Uh, as far as... I'm just going to go personally right off the bat. To me, a great song is, for the most part, in, ineffable. What does that mean? It just, it's, 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 you can't describe it. You can't explain it. Uh, because you could, take, you could take a song by one group... And then another group does that same song, and it just sounds better from another group, if that makes sense. Some, you know, like, sometimes, like when I played you J.C. Brooks in the Uptown Sounds version of um, "Am I Trying to Break Your Heart" by Wilco, and I yeah. was like, "This blows Wilco's version out of the water." Exactly, and You're you right. disagreed, but <laughs> yeah, but that's also I probably haven't listened to that other version enough to go like, "Ooh, maybe I it, it could give it a run for its money." Yeah. Um, so sometimes. It depends on who's doing the song, but for the most part, all right, so it's, it's, a, it's an original song by whatever band. It's, is, it just grabs you. Maybe it's not even in the attention getter, it's not a cold opening, but maybe it's in the chorus, maybe it's in the breakdown, maybe it's just in the guitar solo, um, and every other component's working. Um, I guess overall, on, on a very broad aspect, a very well-balanced songs, to me, usually make great songs. Nothing where it's like one instrument's outshining the other, or you have the vocals way up front. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I like more well-balanced things. So usually whether that's coming from a band where there's not really a standout guy from the band, or a band that just gets it, and they're all great musicians, and they're like, no, we're just gonna make it work. That's why, uh, like, The Police, for me, are one of those bands that like even that's though why you like the police so much not I just love the hits the police so much you right. don't have to put on the red light mm-hmm. i actually just watched the uh the andy summers documentary uh with my buddy my buddy mark the other day and a lot of what they did towards the end to the last three albums well, when so what album was synchronicity synchronicity was their last album the album with all the great songs on it? Yeah, with all pretty much most so of the hits. So wait, so yeah. what's on Synchronicity? Every Breath You Take. Every Breath You Take. Um, uh, oh my Should God. I pull it up? Uh, well, obviously Synchronicity 2 is on there. Um, oh, my God. What I'm else gonna, I think uh, 
I know, but there's that one song that everybody knows. Um, I'm pulling it up. I'm trying to remember the uh, name. Walking in so your footsteps is on there. Every breath you take, wrapped around your finger. Mm-hmm. Maybe this isn't the album. Might have been the one before. What's the okay? So what record had? Wow, you're right. Ghost in the Machine, 1981. Wait, they had a five year gap. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Every little thing she does is magic. Spirits in a material world. Secret Journey, Invisible Sun were the singles off of the previous record. But mm-hmm. what songs are you thinking of? Well, that's the thing. Um, for me, a lot of their a lot of their stuff does change. You can definitely tell from their first two albums to the last three. Nineteen eighties Zen Yada Mandata. Zen Yada Mandata had yeah. the two singles "Don't Stand So Close to Me" mm-hmm. and "De Do 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 De Da 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 Do Da 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 Is All I Want to See to uh, You." That's a good song. And then the nineteen seventy nine second studio album. Mm-hmm. Has called is it called Ren? <laughs> when you say it, I think I'll, I'll know it again. Regatta de Blanc, message in a bottle, walking on the moon, it. bring on the night. Mm-hmm. The bed's too big without you. The first album the, has hold on their first album. Oh, ooh, I, I recognize this cover. It's called Out. Wow, okay, are they are they French Cana- or Canadian? No, they're all they're all English except for technically uh, Stuart I, Copeland. I just, these all is are French. Are they French? Is this French? Pardon my ignorance. Oh, you mean the pronunciation of it? Uh-huh. Oh, I, I th- Just the words in general. I think so. They, they borrow from, from foreign language. Okay, it's called Absolutely. Outlandios d'Amour. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is French. Yeah. Has their biggest song, Roxanne. Can't yeah, Stand Losing You so and lonely So Lonely is on that album. Singles. I know. So Lonely is probably one of my favorite songs, too. What do you think is their biggest song? Their biggest song is yeah. either Every Breath You Take or uh, or Roxanne. Yeah. You don't have to put on the red light. Yeah. That's yeah. like the only time I can kind of sound like Sting. That's the only like line I can do. That's fair enough. I think that's, yeah, most people do. Like, because he, he does, just he does doing, the Sting thing yeah. in the line. He's or, like, you don't have to put on the red light. Mm-hmm. Or it's just saying Roxanne. And Roxanne. Yeah. You don't have to put on the red light. <laughs> um, but did did did, uh, did I blow into the red? No, I was I was making sure you didn't. Okay. You actually just did by saying blow for some reason, but oh know. great, clipping, uh, clipping, clipping. Who, who gives a fuck? Clip Bueller. Um, no, but that's that's one of the things about the Police that I love so much about why they made great songs because they were all phenomenal musicians, obviously. Um. And the, the, the really interesting part that I learned about the way that they recorded a lot of their stuff was within the studio, especially towards the last two or three albums, they were they were all pretty much kind of like vying for the attention to be which, which instrument's going to stand out the most on this song. Um, and it also came down to a lot of the time a coin flip on which songs were going to make the album. So a lot of Andy Summers, who's the guitarist, a lot of his songs actually never made albums just because that's how the coin flip went, or that's how pretty much Sting decided it would go. Because towards the end, Sting was pretty much the uh, the end-all, be-all with how things went. So their first album had one of their two biggest hits, and their last album yeah. had their other biggest hit. Yeah. But in between that, they still have was great, fine. They still, no, they still have some great fucking fine. songs. I don't know the deep cuts. That's, that's the thing. 
I know all those. I knew all those singles, and then I'm sure there's probably like two or three that weren't singles that singles that yeah. have been played in movies and TV shows that it's like, oh, everybody knows those songs now. Right. Like how "Here Comes the Sun" is the number one song played by the Beatles on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Mind-boggling. Yeah. Was not a number one hit. You know, was not the two biggest singles on that record would come together in something. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, out of all the Beatles songs. I mean, I love it. It's great. Yeah. And I get it. But I'm just saying it's it's like that happens like Elton John's Tiny Dancer. The movie Almost Famous is what made that song popular. Right. Four years later, Tim McGraw's covering it on his Live Like You Were Dying record. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, and I think it, You don't have to put on the red light. I think another another factor that goes into it sometimes too is just blindly listening to a song. Yeah. Um, as opposed to researching or, or preemptively knowing, okay, I know about this song. I know the way that the album was made, or I know about the band, so it's gonna it's gonna kind of alter my right, opinion right. either way. Sometimes just going in blindly is gonna give you a good uh, a good estimation on whether or not you think a song is great. Um, so you know what turned? I saw this on Twitter yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Led Zeppelin three turned fifty years old. I knew this year, but mm-hmm. like it must have been like this week or this month. Sure, yeah, the actual. And the one song on that record, we're talking about great songs. Mm-hmm. This this will just be called Great Songs Volume One because that is endless. Yeah, exactly. Immigrant song in the pantheon of Led Zeppelin tunes. Would never have been one of their like top five, let alone or top ten, let alone top five like songs to me. Like in their, I mean, it's on their greatest hits, like their legacy, like their two disc box set or whatever they got mm-hmm. when I was a kid. But to me, what has helped make that song that song was in two thousand and three, School of Rock, mm-hmm. Richard Linklater and Jack Black. Led Zeppelin doesn't usually give out the rights for their music to be in a lot of things. Right. And they asked, they did like a video thing or whatever. I remember it was on the DVD bonus featurette and sends it in asking Paige and Plant, you know, if they could use the song in the movie. And it did. And it was on the soundtrack. And I like, I knew a few Zeppelin tracks by that time. I was like two, I was like 12 when that movie came out. Mm-hmm. Dude. <laughs> And then flash forward years later, the day the trailer dropped for Thor Ragnarok, I'm like, I can't wait to watch this trailer today. It comes out. And, uh, you know, I watched it like I like I knew it came out. and I was like, I can't wait to watch this. So I go and I watch it like later on in the day and they use Immigrant Song. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is epic beyond belief. Yeah. Well, so there's your commercial usage aspect of it. <clears throat> right. Look at that, it made some money. Or like, well, look how the big short ends with the levee breaks, or when the levee breaks, yeah. the Led Zeppelin version. Mm-hmm. It, the, I've seen that movie five times because it's just one of my favorite movies. It's like my fourth favorite Brad Pitt film, even though he's barely in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time that movie ends, I'm just like, I'm going to go listen to Led Zeppelin for like an hour. And I go through my usual like 10, 15 songs. <laughs> To me, yeah, that song is a great song. Oh, it's perfect. That one's almost, yeah. It's fucking perfect. It's almost a perfect song. Yeah. 
That, so John Bonham's drums were cut inside were cut in a stairwell. Stair, yeah. Yeah. The, the, like the metallic staircases yep. stairwell so yep. he could get that reverb on it. Yeah. yeah. I know. I always enjoyed that fact, too. I think only... Two overdubs on that, really, too, because Page. Yeah, yeah, there's probably one. There's probably an overdub from Page on guitar. Oh, absolutely. A lot of songs did because he had to and solo I'm over sure, guitar parts. I'm sure stuff. the vocals are probably cut together. And Nothing against Plan. It's just you want the best product you yeah. can get. And a lot of stuff because John Bottom was such a multi instrumentalist. There's obviously a lot of songs where he had to do that. Who played the harmonica on that? Uh, it might have been Robert Plant, but I don't know. Okay, because like Mick Jagger played harmonica. Oh wow! I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He always forget too that Mick Jagger can well, play guitar, but he just doesn't. He's fine. Dude, he's too busy dancing. Uh-huh. Leave the guy alone. <laughs> he, he he gets leave the guy alone. He gets an instrument credit on this one because he picked it up and he twirled it, <laughs> <laughs> and it made a all sound. Right, we're like, all right, we're gonna keep it in there. We get no, nah, no. Nah, I was looking, so I have a, I kind of like, I usually plan my, like, you know, maybe this is a little TMI, but I have a folder of like, when I see really good like pictures or whatever it is, I'll I'll like like screenshot it Mm -hmm. and I'll be like, I'll cut, I'll cut this, trim it down or whatever. And like, I'll use it for an Instagram post at some point or another. Uh, Just stuff I find like that meme that I have that uh, Taylor Swift writes songs about her exes, Stevie Nicks writes songs about her exes, brings, brings him on stage and makes makes him play guitar while she sings the song or whatever it is. And I'm like, that's a great fucking, like, I'm going to save that and use that at some point. Mm-hmm. So I have a folder for that. Yeah. And there's a picture of Keith Richards that I found months ago on some somebody's Instagram account where they have, like, all these old photos. And it was due to another post that I found it. And I'm like, that is such a fucking spot on... Like Keith Richards just looks so fucking dope mm-hmm. in this picture, and I and he's like young. It's like mid to late sixties, and I take a screenshot. I still haven't used it yet, but I want to now. Like, yeah, that man is one of the most interesting people I've ever watched. On just you know what I mean, mm-hmm. just one of the most interesting. Yeah. Um. Getting back to, so now the other side of things of like, all right, take a song like, uh, oh, what the fuck is that song? Wide Awake by Katy Perry. Now, I'm wide awake. Now, the problem is, as a musician, I should fucking hate that song. I I'm really not, should. Not, I'm not a fan of that. Teenage I, Dream, Teenage Dream Teenage is one Dream's of the fine. greatest songs that's ever been written. It's a fine song. But but again, it's, so this is where opinions differ. But, either, but that's what I mean. Like, I should hate. Hot and cold, and I should hate Wide Awake. I should hate those songs because there really is no artistic integrity in those songs. It's the people playing the same fucking four chords the entire song. Well, that's what I do. Well, and that's where you and I differ on music a lot too. This in is a lot of true. ways, exactly. So I should hate that song, but but so now in the grand scheme of things, like what makes a song great is sometimes you just like a song that maybe you didn't expect to like. And sometimes that is the over the, the really overproduced pop stuff, or maybe that is the really ethereal, uh, uh, transient. Uh, what the fuck is that uh, word called? Ambient music. Maybe it's sometimes like, oh, I just really love this. Maybe it's a score you're like in a movie that you didn't like, where you're like, ooh, I just like this, or it's just it's just a particular sound in, it, and it's just whatever is captured through it. And you're like, ah, but by my usual standards, I shouldn't like this. 
Like, cause I mean, there's the occasional, if, if it's on the occasional, like Taylor Swift's song, the, uh, whatever track three, is it track two off of 1989? I forget which one it is. Style. Yeah. Like, track three. Like I shouldn't like that song. I don't really like anything off of 1989, but I like it. Why? That, that album's so good. But it's really not. But, but it's, it's great. But it's really not. I mean, the Ryan Adams version's better. Yeah. But to me, again, it's, it's just, it's but. really not. That's a Brian Adams because there's a different like, conversation for a different day. There's no. Uh, some people will, will disagree with me, but there's no edge to it. There's just no. But, okay, in per, in the pantheon and perspective of Taylor Swift music, in that universe, I gotta stop saying pantheon so much. Pantheon, yeah. Uh, and I should probably say stop saying the grand scheme of things. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, 1989 for Taylor Swift was a very edgy record. Edgier, but, but I guess for it's Taylor more, Swift, which is different. I don't know if it's edgier, but it's just different. It's edgier than the pop country. Yeah, I guess, but it's by still, far. But it's still just fucking pop. I understand that, but it's 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 grittier. There's there's yeah. you know it sounds there's distorted electric guitars that don't sound full of fucking auto tune. No, you know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. It's got a little more grit to it. It's got a bit more. But grit then to it. here comes, you know, the newest album, and it's which like, is fine. Again, it's fine, Dude, but there's no variance yeah. in the music of it. I get it. The album is different and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's, it's like the there's tone. No, there's it's no a, variance. It's, it's, it's her darkness song, on song. the edge of town. I get it. I guess. But again, this is where we'll disagree Betty, in a lot like, of ways. Betty is so you can do, fucking perfect. But you can keep tone in an album. September. And still change up musical structures or change up the way a song is is played i understand you can still do that and that's why to me some of the best bands do that that way because it's not just oh here's another lo-fi pop song i don't need another lo-fi pop song awesome you already did that one before. awesome uh awesome hosting there uh, hey you know uh, what who forgets to turn their phone off yeah. half the time rob motherfucking fishback that's gonna be fun to filter out of how the, uh, are you today mm-hmm. so i'm looking up taylor swift's folklore and i'm going to tell you because you're gonna, you're gonna tell me all sure about I, it i want to get them in order why don't you tell me all about it i'm not gonna tell you all about it i'm just gonna tell you my one thought on the whole damn thing okay so the one mm-hmm. Cardigan, The Last Great American Dynasty, August, not September, it's August, uh, and Betty. Those are my five, those are like the five tracks on that record for me. But, yeah, I just, and that's it's fun. her best album. It's her best output. It's her best output. Yeah. So what makes a great song for me Yes. is that it kind of transcends everything. Like Bob Dylan's like a Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. It transcends everything. You know, um, Fourth Time Around by Bob Dylan, that's a deep cut on Blonde on Blonde. I like that song better than I like Like a Rolling Stone. You know, in, the, in all the Bob Dylan songs that I like. Mm-hmm. And albums. <clears throat> but uh, Like a Rolling Stone transcends. You know, it hit number two on the charts. It defined a generation like that, you know, like American Idiot by Green Day, whether we want to admit it or not, in 2005, like defined that era of like that perfect blend of like what was emo at the time and kind of like, you know, some of the like with the Iraq war and all that kind of stuff. Right. And like a Rolling Stone did that obviously tenfold to the size, Mm -hmm. but 
for that kind of generation from like 1965. So it's all of it. It's that, but it's also like that wouldn't be it wouldn't be that song if the song wasn't phenomenal down to every word, the chord changes, the fact that he uses all the chords in that key for the in the structure of the song. And it's like six and a half minutes long. And I used to play it at shows. And it's like, you're out of breath after that. I mean, there's just so much going on. A lot of words. A lot of words. A lot of words in this song. So <clears throat> my point being, but I'd rather go listen to Fourth Time Around or Visions of Johanna or uh, Highway 61 or Visitor that's on the same album. It's like, mm-hmm. no, or Desolation Row. Yeah. Like, those are my jams. Yeah. You know, but... I'm also, and I know we've talked about this like a hundred times, and I know you still haven't listened to it, but Blood on the Tracks is slowly creeping into my top three Dylan records. It's been number five for a long time, probably since I was like 14, but it's slowly creeping into my top three. Mm. So that's a, that's a big deal. You know what I mean? I'll check it out. One of these days, I'll take a Dylan dive. Uh, I put a political post out on Instagram stories yesterday. Oh, nice. And I was like, I know exactly what song will go great with this picture. And I pulled up Idiot Wind by Bob Dylan. That's on Blood on the Tracks. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Idiot Wind. And I'm like, I'm going to go listen to this. I went and listened to the whole album. I went to the gym and I was on the treadmill for half an hour and I just played this whole played most of Blood on the Track. I skipped maybe two songs so I could get them all the ones I wanted to hear in. So I can't I can't hype it up enough. Yeah. But I can hype it up enough the perfect amount. Okay. So I'll have to check it out about What's it. your next perfect song? My next perfect yeah. song. Well, yeah, because we're just kind of going back and forth. Oh, man. Um, and there's so many. It's just yeah. I'm just pulling random ones. No, you're right. I'm trying to. Like My Sharona by the Knack. Not a perfect song. But it's great. All right. Well, we also kind of changed up the argument. We went from what makes a song great to what makes a song perfect. I think we should either kind of stay on key or, just, or use both. Well, or both. Well, you started off the episode by saying great. what makes a song great. Yeah. My idea was, yeah, what makes it sound right, perfect. All right, so but, either here, way, but so here's the problem. I'll use... I know. You use perfect liberally. I, I mean it I like perfectly, but I I'd say great because I don't want to say perfect all the time. That's because what I mean. then it loses its value. Well, that's There's the just... Point. there's. I mean, realistically, this is the most... It's Music is one of the most subjective things out there. All art is subjective. All art is, yes. And so these are just opinions anyways. Right. But my whole point is that, mm-hmm. to me, there are thousands and thousands of perfect... Brandy by Looking Glass. Oh, I love that song. Are you like, are you kidding? Man Eater by Hall and Oates. Fleetwood Max The Chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, like, I don't, wouldn't even know where to start because mm-hmm. there's so many of them. Yeah. But just to go back and forth and do a volume of like, what makes it great? I think we've kind of discussed that. But as we go into other pockets of the music universe, you kind of start putting two and two together. And for me personally, it's, well, what do all these songs have in common? They're famous. People know the group usually. They at least know the song. It was a hit in mm-hmm. one way or another. Uh, like the Ramones were never a huge band when they were around. They like continued to get bigger the further away they went from their career. I mean, most of them were dead by the time. Like Tony Hawk Pro Skater definitely helped make the Ramones like... 
Dude, they redid those games. Yeah, I know. Do you have them? No, my brother's got them. I want to go visit them and we're going to play. Anyways, that's the first time I heard yeah. Blitzkrieg Bop. I was like 11 years old, right? Yeah. yeah. Guerrilla Radio by uh, uh, Rage Against Machines on that, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, anyway, I love that. Whole point is there this. There you go. That's a perfect song. Whole point is this. The song's still famous. Uh-huh. It might not have been a hit at the time, but it's a hit now, like Tiny Dancer by Elton John. Sure. So that's kind of, that's the parameters. And I apologize if I wasn't yeah. clear in like the parameters well, of. for you, that's the parameter. No, I understand yeah. that. Yeah. So what are your parameters, I guess? Well, that's what I mean. I kind of t- For me, for the most part, it's just a song that grabs you. It may not be a okay. popular song. It may not be a, a, a Well, that too, because I would have, I, like I said, thousands. So there's a lot on my yeah. list that like not everybody knows. And I think that's what's okay is that there can be thousands of great songs that you enjoy because guess what? There are millions. There are millions of songs that you will go, yeah, I just don't give a shit about. There's an indifference towards it. There's, a, uh, I guess, uh, uh, hopefully a warranted hatred towards but yeah, as far as, as Rocky Raccoon by the Beatles, I think perfect songs. If I'm going to give a different parameter on it, to a perfect song is is maybe not a specific song, but a perfect song is sometimes just how you feel that day. Like if I feel melancholy. Well, yeah, that's mood music, but that's pretty much usually what I I always, like. So if I'm going to go work out, I listen to or I listen to podcasts or I listen to certain kind of music. Yeah, and it's one. It's like. I don't listen to 50s doo-wop while I'm working mm-hmm. out. But what I mean is I'm not just putting on a playlist and going, oh, I hope 70% of it's good. I'm going, no, I feel like this right now. I'm going to listen to this song. And it's, oh, not, yeah. and it's not just because, yeah, um, I've heard it so many times, but I feel this right now and I need to, I need this song specifically to, to do it for me. So I think the last song be, you listen to. What's that? What was the last song you searched for and listened to? The last song I searched for and you listened to. You pull up on your Spotify? On the, on the Spotify. I want to pull I, mine up, too. I haven't used YouTube music in a while, but let's see. So the last song on Spotify is Oh Well by Fleetwood Mac. Written by Peter Green. Which I actually yeah, just I, learned a lot about, too. Learned you didn't about. know you know about Peter Green? I didn't know a lot about him, Dude, no. I, that's Okay, so... Once everybody learns song like for that whole, was Pink Bullets by the Shins. Now that's a perfect song. Once everybody learns that Buckingham and Nix didn't join the band until they were like seven or eight albums in. Yeah, I know. You can't really see the perspective on Fleetwood Mac. Oh God, no, no, not even a little bit. <laughs> well, so they also did Black Magic Woman, and then Santana had a hit with it. I know Santana made it what it is today. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Green Man Alishi is the the more famous song, which. My buddy Mark always thought was a Judas Priest song, and then found out it was Peter Green. Um, and what was the other? Oh, 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 Brulera, which I hope I'm saying that right, which is a French word. That was the other song that my friend sent to me the other day by a woman named Pom, Pommy, something like that. I don't remember. I gotta know. That's fucking wild. Yeah. You want to know what mine is? What was your last one? Party and bullshit by Notorious B.I.G. There you go. It's on my uh, my. It's called my. It's called uh, Floating Tunes Volume 2, mm-hmm. which doesn't really mean much. I did it because I was by the pool when I made the first playlist. So I was like, this is like fun pool music. Fun pool music. And then, But I already had a Yacht Rock playlist. Yeah. But then this was like, it doesn't really mean anything. It's just like music you can like drive to and chill. It's a, it's a mix of a lot of different kind of things. I don't know why, but the, the perfect pool music, like the game of pool, the perfect pool music is uh, Hur- Clearwater no, it's Hurricane by uh, Bob Dylan. By Bob Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> Pistol shots because it reminds because it's fucking dazed and confused. 
when they walk into the oh, arcade yeah. or the whatever the the emporium. Yeah, that song. So where the pool, the pool place I used to go to, it's like pool hall, where yeah. me and my buddies used to go play pool all the time. Uh, they had a jukebox, and it was like a it was like a dollar a song. Tush by uh, ZZ Top. That's a perfect song. Oh, it's a perfect song. Waiting for the bus, and Jesus just left Chicago and LaGrange that were all on Trace Hombres. That's about it for me. Awesome. I don't know. I just, I mean, they're fine. Like, yeah. Dark Sunglass, great. What are some of their other legs? Fine. Legs, whatever. Eh, whatever. I like Pearl Necklace, even though. Yeah, that's what that's Give me Dire Straits. I'd rather listen to Mark Knopfler. Well, uh, yeah, he's probably yeah. getting from ZZ Top, sure. Um, but their, their first couple records were great because they were more of a blues band. We know my thoughts on blues, but yeah. You don't like the blues. I love the blues. I know, but I also listen to the Black Keys. And so it's the same thing with Fleetwood Mac, because yeah. they started out as a blues band. Exactly. So did <laughs> the Rolling Stones. So did pretty much every fucking band from 1965 Not the Beatles. They were doing, like, like, um, like R&B covers and... Oh, yeah. yeah you know, yeah, kind of yeah. like AM radio. I like know, I say, that, I say that half-heartedly, of course, but... You know, Twist and Shout. Was yeah, a, yeah, yeah. You know, Isley Brothers tune. What? Heisley Brothers, dude. No, I was trying to think of the perfect song. Oh. Uh, uh, Rocky Raccoon by the Beatles. And I Need Never Get Old. Is that the name of the song? Oh, by Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. That song, that song gives me chills. That's on Floating Tunes Volume 1. To me, that's a great song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on that playlist, mm-hmm. I think the song like the song before it is uh, My Own Worst Enemy by Lit. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> sure. And and yeah. And the one after There are popular it, songs that I'll go to be like, oh no, I, I still just fucking love this song. Yeah. And I'm not taking it as my own. Just yeah, it's a great What is song. the name of that? What's the name of that pretender song that uh I may be wrong? Is that the song? Mm, oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. God damn it. I gotta uh, look up. Real quick though, um going back to DZ Fest, shout out to uh Ben. Uh Pledge Drive. Pledge Drive's Empire is a great song. Super well written. I like the way that's mixed for what it is. And uh, those ladies just kick ass. Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Where Is My Mind by The Pixies. Short Skirt Long Jacket by Cake. Mm -hmm. Hannah Jane by Hootie and the Blowfish. Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand. Sweet Jane by The Velvet Underground. Float On by Modest Mouse, Islands in the Sun by Weezer, Heroes by David Bowie, Save It for Later by The English Beat, Miss You by The Rolling Stones, Black by Pearl Jam, Ooh. Can't Hardly Wait by The Replacements, Gypsy by Fleetwood Mac, Goodbye Horses by Q Lazarus, I Need Never Get Old by Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats, uh, Clint Eastwood by Gorillaz. What is this? I'm reading you my playlist. This is a playlist? Yeah. Oh, okay. Can't Stop by The Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Soothe Me by Sam and Dave. The Middle by Jimmy Eat World, Dashboard just, by Modest Mouse. So you took uh, Don't You Want Me by The Human League. You took uh, you took Radio and just put it on a playlist. But and then okay, so here's Volume Two. I only not, read you. I only read you the bottom half of Volume I'm One. Volume making, One's I'm long. just making funny. Palmdale by radio. Afro Man, WAP, <clears throat> Paper Planes by M.I.A., Adam and Eve by Nas, Party and Bullshit by Notorious B.I.G. Juby Ashtray right, by Devin the Dude. Three more when songs. I was young by Brick 182, The Last it. Great American you Dynasty don't need by to Taylor read Swift. Your fucking playlist. This and Jesse's Girl 2 by Cohen Cambria and Rick Springfield. Awesome. There you go. No, though there's a reason that I read it. Those are all great songs to me. Yeah, exactly. They're I all get. fucking great songs. Yeah. 
I get it. So it's the most subjective thing you're ever going to hear. It most certainly Why did you is. want me to stop reading? Did you like, because were just, there any songs there that you were like, ooh, I'd I like to talk about I know all that. of those songs. No. <laughs> and I think majority of them probably have been talked about. I still hear Jimmy Eat World's enough. That's why I made fun of you. Like, oh, you took radio and put it on your playlist. I think 25 of the 30 songs that you named on that, whatever, the bottom half of that playlist are all songs that are still on the radio today. So that's what I mean. Like, See, but I haven't listened to the radio in 10 years. I understand, but they're still there. Yeah, but you're, you're going to get that mix on a radio, one radio station. You're not going to get the mix. That's what I'm but, saying. Yeah, but I can get the mix of the, of of that of being one of four songs within that genre on any other radio station is what I mean. Uh, so you're going to get Jimmy Eat World, and then you're going to get Can't Stop by the Red Hot Chili Peppers if you're listening to alternative radio. This is true. Right. And you're going to get Soothe Me and I forgot Soothe what, me, and whatever the other song was that I couldn't me. think of, but you'll get that if you're listening to the, the oldie station. So it's like you're going to get it. It's just going to be two of the four and songs. And some old hip hop and a little bit of new rap. Exactly. Mixed in. I'm not saying in. that. I'm definitely not saying that's wrong. Those are still good songs. A lot yeah. of them are, yeah. I definitely can some to, 70s. I can listen to those songs probably at any time. So whenever Gypsy comes on, mm-hmm. I just like, I was in the pool at my buddy's house and we're listening to the, we're, we had this playlist on. It was, they played like, because it was on shuffle. So mm-hmm. they played like five of those like Q101 kind of songs in a row. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Q101 if you're from Chicago, Land. You know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and then out of nowhere, Gypsy came on by Fleetwood Mac. And my buddy turns to me, he's getting a beer, and he's like, This is random. Like, I thought we were listening to like an alt rock playlist. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, You want me to change it? He goes, Fuck no. no and like that, that part when like Stevie Nicks like climbs up. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, yeah, when yeah. they go to that first, like, pinnacle mm-hmm. or whatever, the first peak. You um, say pinnacle. That works. Pinnacle. Does that does that work? Yeah, that means top. Yeah. Okay. I was on, like, my six White Claw and was just really digging it. I'm into it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking... <sighs> so now, real quick, before yeah, we, no, before we really... Um, this was an interesting Save concept. the show. Yeah, right. This was an interesting <laughs> I'm concept. too far gone. Save the show. <laughs> Save the show. Save the show. Hold up. Can I do it one more time? Roxanne, you don't have to put on the red light. There you go. Was that? Does it sound like Sting? You need a little bit more of a crack in the Roxanne. Oh, well, I was trying to sing it on good pitch. Roxanne. You know? I know that was a little that, more That was more key. of a squawk. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a squawk. That's that was a squawk. Come, uh, come to my one-man show is where I squawk all Sting lyrics. I'm the squawking Sting. Squawking with Sting. Sting squawking. That's what sting it is. Sting squawking. Sting squawking. Mm-hmm. Christopher squawking. I'll take that out. Yep. Uh, Stop chewing on that. Uh, no, this was an interesting concept that actually my, my mother and I have been exploring recently was removal of a voice and does the music still work? Or does that song still work? And so we were actually talking about Pearl Jam's music. Oh, absolutely. And we were saying, if you take out Eddie Vedder, who is one of the most iconic voices in most of music history, Black. at least for the last 40, 50 years, he's still up there. We still go. Oh, absolutely. We still go. Oh, no. I Pearl, was, dude, I'm out of cinnamon water. We go, Pearl Jam's music? Yeah, still awesome. The song still works. Like, Dissident, um, Jeremy. Yeah, Black's an awesome song, but musically, not their best. There's so many better musically that driven intro, songs. That intro, though, are you kidding me? Yeah, the, the intro's awesome, that low-fi so, guitar. I was, yeah. So, for example, so I have a, I have another playlist. I have, I have a lot of playlists. Some of them are hidden, though. Uh, 
I have Eleanor Rigby, but just the strings. Mm-hmm. It was on Beatles Anthology. That's that's on there with like those are chilling strings. Um, yeah. Ecstasy of Gold from Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Mm-hmm. Like that's on. They're on the same playlist. Yeah. So obviously it works. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, so you go. We were even talking about what Beatles songs would work when you take out the vocals. Ninety percent of them. Exactly. A lot of them work. Right. And I think. And I, mean, I think pretty we said, much anything after a hard day's night. We said a lot more Paul songs. Well, worked. yeah, because John was the rocker. Paul was the exactly. You know, there was a lot more. She was adjustment. a working girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously I don't think you can't do it with like you couldn't do it with Dylan. You can't because no, really, it would just be like. And you're gonna hate me on this. You can't. I I couldn't do it with Tom Petty, but I could do it with Bruce Springsteen. You take out Bruce Springsteen's voice, I'm like, I'm still listening to that music. Yeah, well, but Petty's no. But specifically, like certain albums, like you wouldn't listen to Nebraska if there was no lyrics. Yeah, because just you wouldn't listen to half most of the stuff on the river if there were no lyrics. Born to Run, you would. Darkness on the Edge of Town, you would. Greetings from Asbury Park, you would. Like, The Rising, though, I don't know if it would work on its own with no lyrics. Sure. Yeah, I don't know if it would be majority of, of Springsteen's music, but I would, I would still think bigger hits. Absolutely. Uh, do you just, like, ever, like, is that how you get ideas a lot? You just kind of, like, look behind me and you look at the some, records on the wall and, like, the pictures and you're like, some, oh, I'm, yeah, hey, yeah, I'm going to compare these two people. Yeah. Like, ACDC, it wouldn't work. I don't have my, oh, that's a yeah. I, mean, I like ACDC, but it only works because you have the vocals with it. Um... But I just, I always thought that was an interesting concept. Fleetwood Mac wouldn't work. Well, again, maybe like Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, but after, I'm talking about Buckingham next. After the blues era, some of it works. Some of it doesn't. Um, I don't know, man. Well, again, the music. No, I mean, like in general, like that's a really good question you're posing. Yeah. I don't mean specifically that. I think I'm the just music saying on in the general chain, because I still works. The, that would, songs would, because well, I'm thinking of Rhiannon. Right. That would still work. The chain still works, and so does, uh, so does You Make Love and Fun still works. Yeah, because it would be a dance song. Exactly. You're like, ah, oh, I can still groove to this. Right, right. but yeah. Say You Love Me wouldn't work. No. God, no. I don't. Gold yeah, Dust Woman might. Rhiannon doesn't work. You're right. Gold Dust Woman might. Yeah. It might. Because it's a... It's, um, you uh, just, dude, it's a, that's a fucking stoner I think song. if you throw just a touch more reverb on it, it works. Yeah. That's a... If that's you can a, find a way to do that. That's a, like... Stoner's the wrong word. I hate that word. Um, psychedelic. It's trippy. It's not psychedelic. Or it, it would be, it's... it like, chill people would be listening to that crap. Chill wave. Not crap. Bro. Chill people would be listening to that epic song. There are so many going through, excuse me, so filtering when I, when I do usually music submissions or Sometimes whatever. Sometimes I use crap as like just an adjective. The, the amount of genres there are now. I'm blown away. They're still, so expansive. It's, it's so ridiculous. Expensive. There are so but many genres that I have no idea what they are. And that's my own ignorance. I should learn more about all types of music. I'm trying to. I Will I Always Love You by Dolly Parton is a great song because yeah. she did a great version with it. And then Whitney Houston came out and blew the fucking roof off the building. There you go. You know, but so yeah. My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. But like, I don't ever listen to that, like, that those genres of music on the norm, you know. So I think that's tough too. You know, Toto's yeah. Africa. You know, Weezer's is version's horrible. I hate. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. It, it it lost all of what made it. 
because it sounded like you were in Africa. It really did. Like the rhythmic, um, you know, the way they like EQ'd everything and mm-hmm. made everything sound. Yes. It was perfect. It's bright, It's but it's also warm at the same time. It is. It's got this. It, it, the duality of it, juxtaposition yes. to it, exactly. And the harmonies on it are phenomenal. Are, they're absolutely perfect. And I, they're I, phenomenal. Yeah, I really, I don't look at that song in an ironic sense like a lot of people do. But that's a lot of people Weezer, do. That's why, that's, that's why what Weezer makes me angry. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I like that song for what it is. I right. get it. It's overplayed as shit. Whatever. It is now. I but still so like it. Here's the problem. Did you see the tree? Don't ask me why we get on the subject a lot, but did you see the the Fleetwood Mac Dreams TikTok video that went viral? It was all over the internet. It was on every social media. You know uh, what I'm talking about, yeah, right? I, I want to see if you know my answer to this. I want to see if you can guess it. You haven't seen it? Whenever, Are you serious? Whenever you say, hey, do you know what's viral? You always know my answer, dude. There, there's already like hundreds of people that are making like ripoff videos of it. Awesome! I can't wait to see those people's careers fail <laughs> after they learn that they can't do anything else. Man, okay. Yeah. Either way, I struck a nerve. Uh huh. Uh huh. Holy fuck! I fucking hate viral videos. Okay. I hate them. Would it help if I told you Mick Fleetwood filmed a video of him on a power scooter yesterday drinking cranberry juice and sing, singing mouth lip syncing lip singing to uh, Dreams? I'm sure it's a fun time. Man, you really don't like viral videos. I don't. I would have liked Even to when have. they're positive and they have like a positive message and it's like a really chill vibe because like everything that's going on. I mean, I'm probably I, I'm less bothered by them, but I yeah could care fucking less about viral videos. Or excuse me, I could not care did, less. That's you, the, did right. you see my It's Always Sunny video? You sent it to me. Did you watch it? I did. Was it funny? It's yeah, it's pretty funny. I've watched it like fifty it's times. Pretty funny. Yeah. I won't say what it's about. I liked I it liked ends, it ends with da 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 I actually liked that it was short. I'm glad it wasn't like a, uh, a minute intro. He walks into the room, he's got the biggest mask I've ever seen. Yeah. Two hundred feet away, he's wearing a mask. Trump catches COVID. I am disappointed it didn't say like you know eleven thirty on a on a Friday or whatever the day that he that he said it was. That's a good point. I'm a little disappointed they didn't have that. They intro. didn't do the like um, eight oh eight p.m. Mm-hmm. on a Cleveland, Tuesday. Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. No, it'd be Cleveland, Ohio. I know. Yeah, but yeah. Um, oh man, dude, I gotta make that video now. Do you know who made it originally? Just no, 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 not that to, video, but like the next it. time there's a good one. Uh-huh. If you're listening to this, you can feel free to steal my idea too. Sure. Uh, the more the merrier, because I just like being entertained by stuff. Uh, the next time there's a good, like a, mm. like a one of those. It's always sunny moments. Another snappy. Yeah. I'm, I'll do the. I'll do the beginning. There you go. Yeah, hopefully they don't leave it out. Um. I, again, I, I, I really, yeah, this conversation, I know, you can say what you're going to say, but. No, I'm just still laughing at the video. Oh, yeah. This conversation, I think, is, is still a great point and a great testament to, like you said, the subjectivity of art and music itself, especially. Right. And because there are so many fucking songs, even right. if we were dealing with just a million songs. After the Gold in Rush the by Neil Young. I have to say it. Like What song? After the Gold Rush by Neil Young. Mm, yeah. It's so beautiful. What's that vampire song? <laughs> vampire Blues. That's off On yeah, a Beach. Okay. On a Beach is one of his best fucking songs, and that album is so underrated. I'm a vampire, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and then my it? other... What's it? 
drink it or sucking blood in the dirt, something like that. Yeah. And then uh, you you told me about this one. I listened to. Sorry, uh, I'm, I don't, is my singing decent tonight? I got I'm chewing on something. Yeah, it's not bad. So, I'm just making right. sure you don't clip. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I listened to uh, "Keep On Juggling" by CCR again the other day. By the way, I did the Disco Inferno thing. Listen, the 12 minute version. I did. Oh, it's so so it's on my get down. It's uh, so I have a playlist called. Um, Get up while getting down. No, I don't want to. I don't want to misspeak. Don't be down while we're getting up. Uh, uh, get down on it. That's what I thought it was called. And get down on it's not on the playlist. Get down on the, the up. song. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I put it on my playlist. Nice. And version. Yeah. so I was on a walk the other night, and I I listened to it. It's fine once in a while. Well, that's what I mean. Whenever I know I have a, at least a 25-minute like drive. But that three, four-minute version, I would also like to put just on, like, another playlist. The three, four-minute version's fun. Because that I could do all the time. Yeah, it's fun. But, but that's also, the, like, listen to, to when CCR covered Heard It Through the Grapevine, when they had to cut it down to three minutes. You're like, yeah, it's still fine, but it doesn't work No, the but I, the only version I like is the long version. Exactly. That's the only way to listen to that. And I uh, still I still think it is for Disco and Turner. That fucking... Keep on chuglin. Wait, did I get you into that song? Did you know that song before? No, you told me about it. I, okay. Yeah, but then I listened to that whole album. I'm like, oh, no, that's, that song's one of the better ones. Yeah. I. Uh, that's wild. Mm-hmm. So what were we talking about? That and Who'll Stop the Rain, I think, is one of what my What were we favorites. talking about before that? We were talking about uh, my... If you can't tell, I'm way too intoxicated to be leading the show tonight. So bit. I'm giving the reins over to Max. That's fine. I love it, though. I'm like, this my, is yeah. a great episode. I know. I'm I'm steering you into, into steering subjects. Steering the ship. Yeah. Yeah, you're steering the ship, man. Sting squawking. Welcome back to Sting squawking. No, oh, man, I, didn't, I, I did not like the way that came out at all. I know. That's okay. Oh, let's try one more time. Nope, I don't like that either. I like the way I went. You got to get it. You really. I'm trying to to do the squeak. I know that. Trying to do it on purpose doesn't work. No, but you also Sting is still not. He's not really using a head voice. He does sing from his gut. He just happens to have a a higher. I I did it from the from the belly. Yeah. Roxanne, Mm -hmm. you don't have to put on a red line. Mm -hmm. It's still see that that's ninety percent there for me. The way I would want to do it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's still very trope to say. Have anybody days. that's listening to their show is like, how fucked up is he? And or. Now they are. And or. I'm going to go listen. One of my favorite Kyle Canadian jokes is like, whenever whenever I'm in, under the influence of things, like, I offer people gum. He's like, why are you offering people gum? Nobody wants gum. It's like, can they tell him? Can they tell him a little fucked up? Maybe I should offer them gum. No, don't offer them gum. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't know anything about giving gum out, but what I do know. What I do know <laughs> is, uh, uh, hold on, hold on. I was going to think of a funny song. Gloria by Lauren Branigan. Fuck yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say All them, day. which was Van Morrison. No, Gloria by Lauren Branigan. That I don't know. Oh, dude. But I know. Oh, no. Or the other thing they were thinking was. I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna go, you know what I'm gonna go do after the show? Hmm. I'm gonna go listen to Roxanne by the Police. We've been singing it and so just much. That, have to. I mean, even just the first five seconds, I, I know the whole song. It's like whenever you watch a documentary about any band, you're like, nah, I just gotta listen to this band for the rest of the night. Right, 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 right. Yeah, we've been talking about Roxanne all night. We gotta just listen to it. Yeah, but that. Bah, 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 bah. 
Put on the red But again, it's like, isn't it incredible? A song. Put on the red And the music that they made with just three guys. Damn, that's three dudes. That's a fucking barn burner. Three talented as ever musicians made that song. Is they're awesome. Yeah. God damn. Andy Summer. Well, Blink 182. One of the best guitarists. Three people. Three people. Exactly. The Doors, no bass player. But technically, yes. I know. They also have four guys. That's true. It's not like the Cure's early days. It's not like Rush. That's true. Exactly. That's a good point. Think of listen listen how full that music is with fucking three guys. That's, That's true. Awesome. Triumph. Same thing. Three dudes. So uh, again, Paul, Paul Paul Plummer's early days. Dude, Paul Plummer. When it was Paul mm-hmm. Plummer and the Pensacola too. <laughs> That was back when he was playing uh, xylophone, wasn't it? Yeah. All right, we got to end this episode. My battery's about to die on the laptop, and I don't want to get up from the thing to do it. Have so. a great week, everybody. Uh, Thanks make for sure, listening. Make sure you vote. And, you know. Uh, this is one of our more entertaining episodes. Be safe. Just, just keep the mind strong. It's important. You can find me everywhere at Rob Fishbeck and on Instagram at Rob underscore Fishbeck. You can find Mr. Max Williams at? Uh, you can find me at Rob's tonight. <laughs> uh, tomorrow I will not be here. Uh, but you can find me, uh, if you want to, on the social medias. You can find me at Musician Max Williams on both Instagram and the facial book. One more time. Have a great night. And uh, we'll see you next time.